afternoon to everyone, and uh, thanks for joining us and being with us. And if you're watching this in the video, thank you for doing that too. We're going to look in John chapter 14, just one item we want to look at today, one part of a verse, actually a continuance from last week. Now, I heard something earlier that I, I feel I want to uh, uh, relate to you. Remember when the three uh, wise men went to see the young child, Jesus? They brought gifts. And they brought gold. And they brought frankincense. But wait, there's myrrh. <laughs> okay, that was me. That, that, hey, that wasn't my joke. That was Brother Matthews, okay? <laughs> okay. They woke you up anyway, okay? I'm sorry. You should be. <clears throat> All right, we're in John chapter 14. Just make sure you have some writing materials because we're going to reference a lot of verses. We're not going to look up all these verses that were uh, are before me here that we want to, want to address today. And, and you remember, John 14 is a continuance. If you have um, from John 14 followed through the conversation that was in chapter 13, and it runs right up to the end of chapter 17. And the thing that the Lord's dealing with, basically, is the disciples and the condition of the disciples as he goes away. So keep that in mind. Okay, and we're just still in the upper room here. And, and in the upper room still goes on right up to 17. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Father, we just thank you now, Lord, for this time. We can look into your word. We pray, Lord, that you'll bless these things and bless your word to us today. And help us understand these things. And it be all to your glory and honor, to the glory and honor of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And we just thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's, let's get going then. Now, last week we looked at the Lord Jesus Christ and looked at an aspect of him. Um, we looked at, in this portion of Scripture, from verses 7 to 11, the Lord's basically dealing with the question as asked of him, um, <clears throat> Thomas says unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. And uh, the Lord, Lord says in verse 7, If you had known me, uh, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. And Philip says in verse 8, uh, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Verse 9, And Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? He that has seen me hath seen the Father. He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And last week we looked at um, an aspect of the Lord. If you can use that word, aspect, we looked at the meekness of the Lord Jesus Christ. We looked at what God was like. This is God manifest in the flesh. Amen? Amen. This is who that is. Okay? This is who that is speaking. And we looked at three things. We looked at how he dealt with the Father in meekness and as he uh, um, uh, just submitted to the Father's will. We saw how he, in meekness, dealt with the disciples in all their foolish and nonsense and such. He's not telling them off. He's just helping them along. And he does the same thing for his foes, for his enemies. He's very meek with them in his, uh, the way he deals with them. On the fact, on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This is one aspect of God and the meekness. And if you look at in Galatians, uh, is it chapter 5, verse 20-something, about the, 22 maybe, about the, uh, um, uh, the uh, uh, fruit of the 
Spirit of God, things of the Spirit of God. There's nine things mentioned there, and meekness is one of those things. So we can see that's one of the one of the things about God. We want to look at this from another angle here. If you have seen me, you've seen the Father. Just from an angle, and I'm just going to put some stuff out there and for you to consider it. Um, look at what Jesus Christ the Lord says. He says, we want to see the Father. He says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Just let those words sink in a bit. Look at what he's saying. You have seen, you, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What is he saying here? Now we're taught, and, and, and I was taught Bible school and stuff like that, and you know, there are good people on that, but it doesn't mean that we have everything right and that we do everything right all the time, no Bible school or college or any other such thing. Would we agree that there's a problem today, it seems to be a problem in Christianity, where the Word of God doesn't seem to be taught like it should be, perhaps? Mm -hmm. I'm just throwing that out there. Is it perhaps? I'm nodding in that. And could it be one of the problems and one of the faults in that is that we look to not the Word of God, but we look to commentaries and things that man has written, okay? And that's no way to study and learn, okay? Men can make, prob make uh, 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 mistakes and such, and they do. We talked a, a couple weeks ago about the Schofield uh, Reference Bible. Now, it has the Bible in there, but it has man's notes right on the same page, which is a dangerous thing because people will just go to the notes, and there's so many things in there that don't line up with Scripture. We're just going to look at something here today and say, have we, have we taken something that we are told is absolute, have we taken this thing and not checked it out to see, if, have we been like the Bereans and checked the Scriptures to see if this thing is so? We check the commentaries and what all the big names say. But have we ourselves checked the scriptures to see if these things are so. Hey, there's a New Year's resolution for you if you're into that kind of thing, that you will check the uh, Word of God before and always ahead of anything and anybody else. The Lord Jesus said right there, He says, if you want to see the Father, just look at me. Here He is. He's right here before you. That's what He said. We want to just look at that for a little bit and look at a couple things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Show us the Father. Um, we have over in 1 John 5, 7. We're not going to turn there just for time's sake. And there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three uh, are one. We are taught that these three are three. Okay? That's what we're taught. We're taught three separate entities. We're taught that. But the Bible says these three, three are one. Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting to note that today if you go and take a minority, go to the, the, the religious bookstore and buy a Bible, which you're going to find all kinds of versions and stuff like that, in the minority text Bible, which is Alexandrian, which is, has a lot of errors because they omitted a lot of things, they have omitted that verse, 1 John 5, 7. Okay? It's one of the, one of the verses used to see if what you're reading is majority or minority text. Minority text should be discarded. It's not the complete word of God. My question in my mind, who would want that verse taken out? And why would that verse be taken out of the Bible that says that, where Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It says, and these three are one. It doesn't say these three are three. 
In the Old Testament, the Lord says, As I am God and beside me there is none other. Hmm. Let's just have a look at some things here. You want to just consider this today and check it out. I'm just throwing it out there for you to check it out yourself, just to see. I can remember the, the, the diagram on the, on, the, on the board and such where it says that the Father, uh, and it's all deity we know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not the Father, and back and forth, back and forth. I just have some verses I want to throw out to you that blows that out of the water. Therefore, is it real that these three are three? Hey, the Word of God says three is three or one. Okay, and who would do that? Who would take that to hide that from people? Just throwing it out there. If you were to read Isaiah 9, 6, you can write that down a little bit afterwards, but you probably have it memorized. And it's talking about the, uh, some titles or names of the Lord Jesus. The government should be brought to his shoulder. He shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. What part of him? Well, not the human part, but the God part. That's the Father. And we're told, no, it isn't. The Bible says, yes, it is. I want to run a few things past you. <clears throat> In John chapter 14, you go down to verse 18. And Jesus is saying to the disciples, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He's saying, I'm going to send a comforter. Back in verse 16, he says, I'm going to send another comforter. That word another there means another of the same kind. I'm going to send another comforter. So the, so the context is the comforter that will come. And Jesus says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. Well, wait a minute. I thought you said you were going to send the Holy Spirit. He says, that's right. He says, I will come unto you. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. I will come unto you. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. How is it that, that some try to take out 1 John 5, 7, where it says these three are one? Who'd want to do that? There's a couple verses for you to write down. Just check it out. Just check it out yourself. Just see what you think. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, at near the end of the verse, talks about Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, I thought it was the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 22. The Lord Jesus Christ be with thy spirit. I thought the Holy Spirit was in there. Well, he is. And we have an interesting thing takes place in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, those three uh, uh, of the Gospels, three, three uh, 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 books of the Gospels. And the parallel passage, we look up the parallel passage on this same thing. Um, the context is uh, the teaching on uh, um, end times and, and, and problems. And he says to them, there's going to come a time when you're going to be brought up before councils and such like this and you're going to be persecuted and he says don't meditate on what you what you should say okay now listen to this you tell me what it means in mark 13 11 and when they deliver you up take no thought what ye shall speak for it is not ye that speak but the holy spirit 
Now, if we go to the parallel passage there, and the Lord Jesus is speaking in each of these things, He says, when you get pulled up before these councils and such, don't worry about what you're going to say. The Holy Spirit within you will bring it out, what needs to be said. But let's go look at the parallel passage in Luke 21:15. They shall deliver you up. Don't meditate on what you shall answer. I will give you a mouth and wisdom. This is the Lord Jesus speaking of himself. I will give you. Wait a minute. Mark says it's the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says it's himself. Hang on. Matthew 10, 20. And the same thing. And they draw you up there and don't worry about what you're going to say. Matthew 10, 20 says, For it is not you that speaks, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. You have right there in those three parallel passages, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, one speaks of the Father, one speaks of the Holy Spirit, one speaks of Jesus being within you. They're all there. Why? Because these three are one. It's one God. It's not three gods. So it would appear that. Do you, do you see that? Amen. I mean, I'm just saying, hey, wait a minute. We're, not, we're taught something else. We're taught something else. <clears throat> And you can go and look at commentaries and such, and, and that's is what they'll say. Everybody says that. I think people are afraid to stand up for the Lord and say, wait a minute. I was told one time, I won't say who it was or where it was, it was a, a, a learning thing. And they said, you just, you, you'll do fine if you just take heed to what we're telling you. Well, I'm kind of dumb that way. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, I don't believe you. I'm going to believe this right here. You can tell me this, this, and this. If it doesn't line up with this, I'm not going to believe you. And so were the Bereans, were more noble than those in Thessalonica, for they searched the scriptures daily to see if these things are so. And there's one of the problems we have with Christianity. This is my opinion. My opinion is that one of the big problems we have with Christianity today is people aren't studying their Bibles and digging into it. It's too easy to read a book read a commentary and such like that or read the notes that some man has put in there we've just looked at a couple examples that kind of shoot that thing all to pieces he says these three are one we're taught no these three are three now we're not talking about modalism or anything like that for modalism says that that um, like for instance when for one of them to do what they're doing like Jesus upon the earth then the others didn't exist or something like that. It's just weird, stupid stuff. Just forget that stuff. We'll stick to the Word of God. I just want to bring you a couple verses here. I think we might have done this before. But it's worth repeating just to, for us to think. And if you don't get anything else out of this today, uh, what we should get out of it, the, the uh, lesson is to study the Word of God and take what it says and dig into it and don't pay attention to what others say. And I'll challenge you. I'll challenge you and you that are listening for the next, what, week, month, year, five years, the rest of your life. Put aside all books. Put aside all commentaries. Put aside all Bible studies and study the Word of God by itself and dig into it. Sorry. Dig into it. I want you to consider these verses on this topic right here. Yeah, I know this is controversial. Yeah, it's a big one. Hey, these three are one. 
And you don't get that in every Bible. Why? Who would do that? We know who would do that. They're hiding something. You take that verse out, you're hiding the fact of something. Consider these verses. In Luke chapter 1, verse 35, it talks about the Holy Spirit being the Father of Jesus Christ. Who's the Father of Jesus Christ? Who's the Father of Jesus Christ? The Holy Spirit. Does that mean that the Holy Spirit is holy and God that sits on the throne, He's not holy, His Spirit's not? It's the same one, isn't it? Anyway, just listen to this. And we already talked about Isaiah 9, 6, Jesus, the everlasting Father. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6 talks about the Spirit of His Son in your hearts. We already mentioned that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, it says this. The Lord, that's referring to Jesus Christ. The Lord is the Spirit. You check it out. And we've mentioned many times, uh, 1 John 5, 7, these three are one, one of the most, I shouldn't say it that way, but you know what I mean. It is a very important word, or verse in, in the Bible. John chapter 20, verse 22, the Lord's going to send out his disciples. And he comes, and listen to what he says. He comes up to them, and it says, Jesus breathed on them. And what did he say? Receive ye the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 9 talks about if uh, the Spirit of Christ in you, and if you have not the Spirit of Christ, you're none of His. He's in there. We already looked at The Father's in there. Jesus Christ is in there. The Holy Spirit's in there. That's what it says. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. The Spirit of Christ in you. We already talked about that. 1 Thessalonians 4, 8 talks about God has given of us His Holy Spirit. And you'll find uh, uh, the passages, I, I, they don't come to my mind exactly where they are right now. The Lord Jesus is talking about He came out from the Father and proceeded out from the Father. We read about the Holy Spirit proceeded out from the Father. The Christ part seems to be the same as the Father or the, the Spirit. John chapter 10, verse 30, I and the Father are one. And we already looked at Matthew 10, 20, the spirit of your father who speaks in you. Just some things to think about. Yeah, you see, this is really controversial. You look at, go do a study where this came from. You'll find something real interesting where it came from originally. It's not from the Bible. Okay. If this be so, then we need to get studying our Bible. We need to be careful about accepting everything that comes down the pipeline at us. We need to be careful about those books that we read. You go to the religious, that's not, I wouldn't call them Christian bookstores anymore, they're religious, because they sell everything over there. They sell every ism and such. And the books that you buy and such. Like, and yeah, there's some good writers and all this, but what about the Word of God? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Okay? And the truth shall set you free. Could it be that Christianity today is in bondage of some sort with things that aren't exactly true? This is not a salvation issue. Okay? It doesn't seem to be a salvation issue. But we should want to know the truth, and it's there before us. You take these things and you search them out. Just think about it. That's all.
Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your grace. We thank you for your word. And Lord, we stand upon your word. And we tell people we do. We, we make that declaration. Now then, Lord, let us stand upon thy word. Whatever man says or whatever anybody says, let it be put aside. Lord, if these things be, should be, be so, then show us clearly. I don't know how it could be any more clear than what it is that we looked at today, Lord, but help us to understand these things. To better understand yourself. To better understand your word, Lord. Help us to dig into it. And we just thank you for your grace, and we thank you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thanks for uh, listening, folks. Lord bless you, and we'll see you uh, next week. Lord willing. Thank you.